You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. Welcome to Shot of History. Welcome back to Shot of History. I'm Stephanie. I am the diving into this box of scones color man, Big Dev. Yes. <laughs> I'm Melissa. I'm Ellie. I, I don't know. Um, Steph, am I allowed to be Dave? I'll allow it. Yeah, I'm, I'm Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on how Dave you're going to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how much shit are we talking about? Are we... <laughs> Are you talking about like full Monty Dave? I mean, Calvin's gone, so I feel like, you know, my partner in crime is no longer here. Yeah. (laughs) Thank God. Yeah, when you two get together, it's it's riotous in here. It's crazy. That's why I drink. Yeah, that's why I drink. (laughs) She drinks because you exist. Oh, I got a dollar for every time I heard that one. (laughs) (laughs) Starting with my mother. (laughs) (laughs) Melissa's much meaner than me. (laughs) I was never going to say that out loud. (laughs) (laughs) So, Ellie is going to be our historian today. I sure am. Yeah. Sorry, I knocked the mic. We're all basically half dead behind the mics, guys. We apologize. <laughs> At least you didn't knock the mic over Stephanie and then knock over a drink. So true. there's that. <laughs> Stephanie had to haul me off the couch not five minutes ago. Oh, she she looked like she was dead. I <laughs> basically <laughs> might as well be. Stick, are you okay? Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, this episode is going to be short, sweet, and to the point, much like my the subject of this episode, Sarah Biffin, the... Um, artist who painted with her mouth because she didn't have any arms and legs so get it girl um everybody take a shot oh look we took a shot oh we all did it we are so fucking lame you guys magic of audio (laughs) glug 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 look i took a drink (laughs) (laughs) All right, so this might be the first episode that I've ever been at where we didn't... Okay, I mean, we totally did. Sorry, we totally did take a shot. All right, so Sarah Biffin was... um, I took a shot. She was born in England um, in 1784, and she was born without arms, and she had, like, vestigial legs, and it's a condition known as phocomelia. Um, She basically only survived her infancy because of this clergyman who protected her. Um, everybody in her village in West Country thought that she was, like, cursed or, like, a pixie child or, like, a changeling or something. Um, she and was the devil. Basically. And her, like, she was cursed and whatever. So, um, her parents. Let's kill it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, essentially. Much. Yeah. Kill Stumpy. And her parents were like, how are we supposed to take care of her? Uh, okay. What do you call and a they, guy with no arms and no legs in the water? Bob. Bob. <laughs> Um, <laughs> such a bad joke. And Did you go on the front porch, Matt. Matt. Yeah, see, I got it. Yeah, um, there's more of those, but I can't think of anything else. 
Good. Sorry. Well, as they come, I'm sure that you will let them fly throughout the episode. Lady with one leg, Tylene. Yes, if she's Asian, Irene. Yeah. Oh my God. Wow. Um, so the most, actually, the most detailed information I got from this was, um, I got for this was from the Rejected Princesses website because mm-hmm. they sort of compiled a whole bunch of stuff. Um, Wikipedia only really has like the most basic information about her. Um, and I was looking at a couple other websites, but um, rejected rejected princesses sums it up really well. Um, so she, her parents didn't really know how to take care of her, and they they did the best they could. Um, and really, the fact that she made it out of childhood is a miracle. Um, in that the period. late 1700s, yeah. yeah, exactly. For that so time period, very rare. By the time that she, so she started learning to sew with her mouth, like needle and thread and everything. Like when her parents would leave the house. She would just start sewing, trying to sew things herself with her teeth. And um, eventually she learned, um, she taught how, she taught herself how to make her own dresses and how to alter her own things. And which was like crazy. I mean, yeah, even, I mean, I can barely, I can't do that with like my two hands. So I can't imagine doing that with my no hands. I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, I sew in a sewing machine, but yeah. like, hand, I mean, I hand sew, but it's, I don't, I hate hand sewing. Mm-hmm. It's, well, takes now imagine forever. teeth sewing. Yeah. yeah I was going like, to so, imagine. Um, she, by the, by the time she was 12, she was, she taught herself how to write with her teeth. And she had also like sewn little loops and stuff onto her dresses so that she could attach her pencil or what have you to like her sleeves. So she could, like, grab it with her mouth? Um, yeah, basically. Or to, like, try and write with, like, her shoulder sometimes. Okay. But she would mostly use her mouth. So, but, yeah, she would try and, like, attach it to here so she could just grab it. Um, I know that's very visual what I just did. I'm <laughs> really glad that I did that for an audio podcast. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> just imagine it, if you will. It helps us here. Um, <laughs> and the re- one reason why there's such limited information on her is because a lot of the information we know comes from her autobiography. But um, there's... And she was very modest about herself and she was open about her experiences, but she talked really nicely about some people later in her life who treated her badly. We'll get there in a little bit, but we, we don't have a ton of information about her um, because that's, that's mainly it. We have, there's some like advertisements, there's some accounts from other people about her, but it's, she's not very well known. And, and a lot of her work has not survived. Um, So when she was about 12 or 14, we're not really sure which, um, this traveling showman named Emmanuel Dukes came around and he saw some potential in her. He was an artist himself. He saw some potential in her and taught her um, how to draw and paint using the same skills that she had used right, learning to write with her teeth. And so uh, he told her he would give her room, board, and salary if she joined the traveling sideshow. Now, her parents could have carted her off with him. She could have made that decision on her own. It might have been a combination of the two. But she basically ended up in this traveling sideshow in England um, with what's his face, Emmanuel Dukes. <laughs> what's so, his face? That one guy. Dukes. So <laughs> old Dukes. Uh, she was Bill Dukes. Yes, double Dukes. <laughs> so she was billed as the quote astonishing curiosity, and he would charge people money to watch her sew and write and paint and draw and. And cut things out like she would do those like cut out portraits, which I, I, how you could like cut that out, cut cut like little shapes and stuff out with your teeth. I don't, I don't understand. Hmm. So I would pay to see that. 
I would. Yeah. yeah. For like, sure. Just just to see how it works. Exactly. I mean, yeah. yeah. And he would actually char- say that. Well, I um, guess the plus side was it was just like everyday activities that yeah. she taught herself how to do. It wasn't like, <clears throat> right. you know, come see her feats of whatever. It's like, nope, just come see her do right. normal everyday things. Mm-hmm. And come see her sit in this one spot because she can't move. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> yep. And she... Um, come see what the armless legless girl does with her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's what brought yeah, people yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. <laughs> and, Excuse uh, me, is there a glory hole? <laughs> Whoa. No, there are some statues. Yeah. <laughs> for <laughs> Trico. Um the um the she she was she stayed there with that sideshow for 16 years. Oh. So into her 20s, like well into her 20s. Um she would he would she would charge they would charge people to like a, a few shillings or whatever to to see her do all these things and then he would say he put out this announcement saying like if you can I I bet you the the customer that she can do all of this stuff and if you're if I'm wrong then you get a thousand guineas and no one ever won because she could do everything right um <laughs> it was super cool um so she started she the the biggest thing she did was these miniature portraits and if you look them up they're they're really nice and you it doesn't look like anybody they don't look any different than any other little miniature portraits that would have been around at the time. And um, it, you wouldn't be able to tell that someone did them with anything other than their hands, you know. So little miniature portraits, you know, before you walked around with pictures of people on your phone or in your wallet. And so you carry a little portrait of them around your neck or in your little purse or whatever. So that's – Or up your booty hole. Or in your bosom. Up your booty hole. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I'm so glad. So, in your um, petticoats. So she uh, made a um, she made a portrait for the Earl of Morton, and he was so impressed that he showed it to King George the Third, and he was so impressed that he got he paid for her to get a better teacher. So after 16 years of her um and I, I think that's the funnier like the funniest part about it is I'm like, um they arranged for her further art training by a famous portrait painter and illustrator of the period named Craig. Yeah. <laughs> Craig. yeah. Like you would, it's Craig. Craig. Just Craig. <laughs> so what's your name? Craig. Craig. Just Craig. Nothing Damn it, else. Craig. <laughs> um so after uh 16 years of working at the sideshow, she left and and went out on her own. And she set up a studio in London. She painted royalty. She painted uh, George III. She painted – oh, shoot, I lost the page. Um, she painted George III, George IV, mm-hmm. William IV, Queen Victoria, Prince Albert, and more, possibly um, Ada Lovelace. Um, she became an official artist in the court of the King of Holland. Um. She started hanging out with people in the upper crust because she was now like up there and she she mm-hmm. was now that person. She was now one of those famous artists who like painted royalty. And so like Charles Dickens mentioned her in a handful of his books. Um, and she won a medal uh, for her work from the Society of Arts. And in her self-portrait, which is one of the only works that survive, you can see she's wearing a chain and the medal's on her little chain in her self-portrait. 
Mm. There it is. She's so proud. (laughs) Um, And uh, so she ended up marrying this guy, this banker named William Wright. And they separated within a year. He took her money and basically left her 40 pounds a year. Um, Yeah. What a turd. Yeah, Mm. he's not good. Um, like her life wasn't fucking hard enough. No, yeah. And then, Ugh. then after three years, uh, the Earl of Morton, who had gotten her that sweet, sweet gig in the upper crust, he died, and so mm. commission her commission started drying up, and she had to go back to life on the circuit. Um, <clears throat> and it shows on the rejected princesses page. It shows her like in a little artist alley setup. And her little booth number is the year that it took place. (laughs) And this guy says, can you draw Deadpool? (laughs) (laughs) I love that website, by the way. Uh, Rejected Princesses. I've gotten a lot of great information. This this one is one of the more thorough ones. Like when I was looking up Julie Daubigny um, a while ago... It was not – It th- I thought it was thorough, but then I looked it up and it had some conflicting information. And this one seems pretty consistent, so it's kind of hit or miss. You, yeah. you have to, like, cross-check things. Also, I was real lazy this week. So <laughs> this was great because um, I was a little busy. Um, but so she um, – ba- uh, another patron stepped in and helped raise money for her to be able to function and to, to – to continue with her life. And she was having some health problems, not just be, like general health problems, but also, I mean, she was so intensely working with like her mouth muscles and neck muscles for all of this, that that's got to start wearing down after a while. Oh yeah. And, um, she, one of the, um, Oh, um, part of people, uh, doing fundraising for her and everything was filling out like a bunch of, she had to fill out a bunch of paperwork about like her life and write out a bunch of stuff. And she was writing an autobiography at the time too. And it sort of between the two things we can find out she, that she insisted that both Dukes, her first teacher who took her on the sideshow and her husband, she insisted they had both done well by her despite all the overwhelming evidence to the contrary. Despite being assholes. Yeah, despite being <laughs> right. utter, yeah. utter cunts and um, <laughs> just taking everything from her. Um, like, Dukes would only pay her, like, five pounds a year, but also, like, he was making a thousand pounds a year. Right. Off of her, just her. So, like, it was no good. Um, well, and unfortunately, I mean, first of all, for women in that time, that happened a lot. But she's also, you know, an anomaly. She's mm-hmm. a, essentially what we like would call a freak. Right. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. that's the crudest oh, term yeah. to use. So she but was even, even easier yeah. to oh, yeah. take advantage of because she would was desperate to find something, you oh, know, yeah. of her way in life. So that's just really shitty that people take advantage like right. that. But. Right. And I mean, the mere fact that she was able to get by as well as she did and that she um she seemed really determined, like more more determination in her than I've seen like anybody because just why would I mean painting when you don't have arms mm-hmm. I mean even writing like she was it said when she was writing when she was 12 she started off writing a little bit and within a few within a few months maybe she was writing long letters to friends like okay mm-hmm. yeah you can do anything you want girl if yeah. you're gonna do right? that holy crap so <laughs> makes me feel like and, a lazy piece oh and of by shit. the way <laughs> <Kinda>. probably 
probably that was all in cursive too because hi hello that's all that they wrote him back then so like not just printing but like yeah. writing in cursive and actually making it legible like that's that's crazy i can't even do that with my hands yeah right <laughs> um so she didn't want to complain she didn't want to be a burden to anybody and she didn't she just basically kept on a happy face until she died when she was um and then she died um, yeah. when she was 66. Um, wow. Yeah. Her epitaph that was written, her most of it was like about her life. I'll read it here. Um, but the the end, her loved ones were like trying to show like she had a hard life. Like, yes, she was great and talented and wonderful, but she went without complaining about a lot of things. Um, and people did her all sorts of wrong. So uh, oh, and she died in 1850. So, yeah, 1784 to 1850. Reader paused. Deposited beneath are the remains of Sarah Biffin, who was born without hands or arms at East Quantock's Head. I, I'll take an indignant shot. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> County of Somerset, 25th of October, 1784. Died at Liverpool, 2nd of October, 1850. Few have passed through the veil of life so much the child of helpless fortune as the deceased, and yet possessor of mental endowments of no ordinary kind. Now no longer the subject of tears, her conflict and trials are o'er. In the presence of God, she appears on the calm of eternity's shore. Aww. Hmm. Yes, very sweet. So um, that's Sarah Biffin, and you can see a lot of her, the what remains of like her artwork, these miniatures that are just like, Kind of crazy to to I mean even her even her self portrait I mean Aww. look at her precious little face yeah. oh, she did she's so sweet that's oh. her self portrait wow. and um, really good yeah and you can you see like her this miniature of the Duke of Kent and that's pretty exemplary of the kind of work that she did that's insane yeah so uh, just yeah. Um, she's a really inspiring figure. And I was I was scrolling through Rejected Princesses because I had found a lot of information on Julie Daubigny last time. And um, Sarah Biffin came up. And I, I sort of scrolled by her and I was like, okay, well, maybe another time. And then the, the last time I had to look at other things and the more I thought about it this week, I was like, no, she's pretty cool. And that makes for a nice, short, sweet episode. And she's, yeah, a really, a really cool lady that more people should know about. Hmm. So, yeah, Sarah Biffin. And... She was known, the spelling of her last name varies from place to place, but B-I-F-F-I-N, I think, was how she specifically wanted it, even though people spelled it with an E-N a lot of times. So, there you go. Sarah Biffin. Total awesome. badass. Yeah? Seriously. Yep. All right, guys. So that's me. I think it's time to pop out the plugs. I guess I'll go first. Uh, I was waiting for a point and no one pointed to anyone Um, so you can hear the dulcet tones of my voice (laughs) no Um, uh, you can hear my podcast on Podcast Detroit Cosplay Confidential where I interview with um, I guess a new host coming soon we'll see what happens Um, we'll be interviewing we interview cosplayers from all walks of life uh, you can find us on Apple, Google, everywhere, Podcast Detroit, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Cosplay Confidential, oh. and 
uh, my Instagram is Real Kiki Elise, and I also, by the time this comes out, my next show coming up will be Little Mermaid, where I've been cast as Ursula. So that's at Bloomfield Players in uh, Bloomfield Hills, Michigan. So come on out and support the theater, and then maybe I'll like come steal your voice or something. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Uh, no, I'm going to stay the same. Podcast Detroit. That's who we is. That's what we do. That's where we are. Um, the studios, the places, the voices, the videos, the shows. Uh, we got them all. They're all here. Check them out. Uh, the, yeah, just hit the website. Check out the shows page. There's something there you want to listen to. And if not, eh, screw you. That's, that's all because you're dead. You're dead to me. Uh, yeah. So yeah, podcastdetroit.com, podcast Detroit, the Facebooks, the Twitters, the Instagrams, the things. Go do. Go. The Instagrams, all the things. Go do it. Go. Do it now. Do it now. Do it. Uh, fuck Steve. That's all I got this week. <laughs> that's, the, that's the only energy I have. Is fuck Steve. Fuck Steve. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So <clears throat> um stephaniemenard.com or follow me on Instagram cuz that's where I'm going to be dropping like a lot more of my like comic related stuff. Facebook is just cluttered with garbage and I kind of hate it. The so, hottest of um, garbage on Facebook, the hottest just, of garbage. You know, I'm tired of people's politics. I'm tired of everybody fighting over every little damn thing. So everything. Yeah. Like, just follow everything me turns on Instagram, into something. Uh everything. Stephanie underscore Menard and um cute dog pictures, sneak peeks of my comics and stuff that I'm working on, sometimes videos. I mean, it's just fun. It's good times. That's all I got. So until next time, I'm Stephanie. I'm the color man big deaf. I'm Melissa. I'm Ellie. Dave, go. Bye.